Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From API, this is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. The election results are in, and we have a new president, Barack Obama, and a new Congress that will take office in January. To find out what that might mean for the nation's energy policy, we've invited API's chief economist, John Felmy, into the studio today. Welcome, John. Thank you for having me. So what is the oil and natural gas industry saying today in response to President-elect Obama's victory? Let's start there. We're, we're saying the same things we've been saying for many, many years. We need a comprehensive energy policy that addresses three main areas. First of all, we need to improve energy efficiency. We need a wise use of energy. We need to produce more energy of all types, whether it be alternatives or whether it be oil, coal, gas, nuclear. And finally, we need infrastructure to get that energy to consumers. So we're simply saying that what happened over the last eight years has not been dealt with in terms of addressing energy policy. It's time to move forward. Has the industry already been talking with the Obama team about energy policy? Well, during the campaign, we, of course, briefed both candidates in terms of what our thoughts were on energy policy. Uh, we look forward to seeing who is going to be uh, dealing with energy policy in the, in the future administration, and we look forward to talking with them about what we feel is important for American consumers. John, I'm going to list several uh, energy-related topics that were discussed during the presidential race. From your point of view as an economist for the oil and gas industry, what do you think should or should not be part of a new energy policy? Let's start with the idea of expanding domestic oil and natural gas production, including offshore drilling. Well, we think this is vital for both supplying more energy to American consumers, but also to stimulating our economy. Right now, the oil industry has about 1.8 million people who work in it and another 4 million people who work indirectly for the industry. We think that expanding production of oil and natural gas in many, many areas in the United States would help the economy, help our energy situation, help our trade deficit, help employment, and it would generally add very, very good things at the point where we really do need it. When we started our podcast today, you already addressed the next topic, but you might want to expand on that. It's the issue of alternative energy sources. I think you said that we need all the energy we can get, including alternatives. That's right. We're going to need alternatives. We're need, going to need conventional energy. Alternatives will play an ever-increasing role in the future, uh, but right now they're relatively high cost, and so we need to focus on developing and improving those technologies so that they can expand. But an important thing to, to note is that in terms of alternatives, most of those alternatives, with the exception of ethanol, are electricity. And we certainly need more electricity going forward. But electric, at this point, will not help the vehicle market because we don't have tens of millions of electric cars. Hopefully, Detroit will be able to develop those electric vehicles. But until you have electric vehicles out there, a lot of the alternatives will not help the gasoline situation. So the issue there is liquid transportation fuels. 
That's exactly right. And so we're going to need liquid transportation fuels. We're going to need petroleum. We're going to use, need natural gas. Uh, growing and developing more ethanol and uh, advanced ethanol in terms of cellulosic ethanol could also play an important role. You also mentioned energy efficiency. How important is that going to be going forward? Energy efficiency is utterly vital to meeting our goals. Uh, we have to improve the use of energy. We have to have people understand the wise use of energy. And so we need to improve the efficiency of vehicles, motors, buildings, everything that we can do to reduce our energy uh, use uh, where it makes sense. What about the notion of energy independence? We certainly heard a lot about that during the campaigns. Well, unfortunately, energy independence is a slogan and not policy that really can be implemented to help consumers. Uh, we have a lot of oil and gas in this country that we could produce. Uh, there's 116 billion barrels of oil that we think could be developed. Uh, that could do a significant amount in terms of reducing our oil imports. And so we ought to look at that as one uh, very promising opportunity. What about the idea that was floated involving a windfall profits tax in which the funds from a windfall profits tax against the oil industry could be used to provide stimulus checks, if you will, to people around the United States? Well, first, it's important to remember that a windfall profits tax was tried back in the 1980s. It was a complete failure. It reduced production, increased imports, and put us on a slide right now to ever-increasing imports that we have. It's also important to remember that oil companies are not owned by space aliens. They're owned by millions of Americans, particularly retirees and future retirees, who own those companies. So if you're taking money from uh, an oil company, you're taking money from Joe and Martha and somebody who's saving for a secure retirement. And finally, in terms of uh, what the industry is doing with our earnings, we're investing vast amounts in terms of conventional oil and gas. We're investing vast amounts in terms of emerging energy and in terms of low-carbon fuels and efficiency. So we feel we're already doing a prudent uh, effect in terms of achieving what consumers need. What about other potential taxes on the oil and natural gas industry? Don't they just serve to reduce investment in fuels for the future? Well, what we've heard recently is uh, that uh, they want to raise the collection from oil industries. Now, it's being characterized as giving away breaks and tax breaks in the industry, and that's simply not true. The provisions they're talking about apply to all industries, and so it's just singling out the oil industry. An important point about raising costs to the oil industry, no matter what you call it, taxes or breaks or whatever, is that there's no way you can make an argument that raising our costs helps consumers. It raises our costs of operation. It takes away funds that could be be invested to make more uh, fuels, and so it was a bad idea 25 years ago. It's still a bad idea. One more point that has been mentioned a lot during the campaigns, and that's the issue of global climate change legislation. Do you think the Lieberman-Warner bill or something similar will be introduced, and if it is, what could be the impact on the economy? Well, I'm an economist, so I'm not going to handicap Capitol Hill. But there are a lot of discussions going on, and we think in terms of all the discussions, all the proposals that are out there, we need to understand what the impacts could be in terms of consumers. Uh, we need to understand what the economic impacts would be on the nation, on states, on industries, and on various income groups. So let's have a full open discussion about what the impacts could be, uh, what the pluses and minuses are, and then let's proceed carefully because right now uh, we haven't had that discussion and until you have that discussion it's not prudent to move forward. 
One final question for you today, John, and it really involves the overall economy and the energy industry's ability to perhaps give it a boost. In your opinion, would it be wise for the next administration to perhaps do something that is helpful to this industry in order to create jobs and give the economy a much-needed boost? Well, the oil industry is 1.8 million Americans working directly to supply consumers 24-7 of the fuels they need. Uh, there are another 4 million that uh, supply the industry indirectly. Uh, we feel that if you could explain, expand energy production in the United States, particularly oil and gas, uh, you could generate significant amounts of jobs. You could generate significant taxes and royalties. You could reduce the trade deficit. You could do a lot of beneficial things right now for the economy right when we need it. John Filmy, thank you so much for joining us today on Energy Tomorrow Radio. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus